Good morning. I don't know what's going on with me for the last few Sundays. I've been extra teary when I get to this point. <laughs> but good morning. good morning. Now to the Word of God. We're in uh, Luke 24, verses 1 through 5, and it reads, But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living amongst the dead? He is not here, but has risen. The word of God for the people of God. God, we thank you. And we bless your name. Lord, be with us in this moment because we need you ever so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. Good morning. It is funny because the last time that I was here, we looked at all the facts. We looked at the fact that our Jesus had been persecuted. We looked at the fact that our Jesus had been nailed to a cross. We looked at the fact that we knew that he had, he had died not only because, uh, he said it is finished, but because they, they came to break his legs and realized he was already dead, so they didn't. And so they pierced him in his side, and what came out of the side illustrated or gave indication that his heart was no longer beating. They, they took him off the cross, not by taking the nails out and then taking him off, but taking his hands and his feet over the heads of the nails. They put him in a borrowed tomb and began to, uh, 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 to grieve for him in such a way that they, they placed him there knowing that they would have to come back after on the first day of the week. It was in that moment. That, that a lot of things were uncertain. It was in that moment that, 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 that fear, uh, uh, gripped the, the, the disciples. It is in that moment where the, 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 the teacher that had led them all of this time was no longer present. In that moment, I, I imagine it was so heavy because they were trying to figure out what now. What now? And that's a hard place to be. The enemy thought that they had won. The enemy uh, was celebrating, no doubt. The, 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 the enemy placed them in that tomb, rolled the stone in front, sealed it, protected it, and said, See, it is finished. And they felt that way all day on Friday. They felt that way all day on Saturday. But the Scripture says that the first day of the week, on this Sunday, the, the, the tomb was empty, the stone was rolled away, and Jesus was no longer there. And though they, they may have been distraught to see that at first, and though they may have been fearful of somebody taking the body, there was this angel hey, that, that walked aside of them and said, Why do you look for the living amongst the dead? He is risen. He is risen indeed. He is risen. He is risen indeed. So today I bring you great tidings of great joy. A son has been given. A son has risen. And today the Christ 
Our Jesus is no longer locked in a tomb. He is risen. He is risen. He is risen. Amen. God. It is funny to me, as we look at this portion of Scripture, how much is, is, is it encased in these just these few words. In, in the scripture, we find that Jesus was locked in a tomb, but, but ultimately the tomb was empty. Nobody was there. Nobody was there. The, the tomb is an illustration of the fact that we serve a risen Christ. The tomb is, is, is the fact that we serve a promise keeping God. The tomb being empty is the fact that Jesus is the Messiah. But starting off in this whole process, the facts didn't seem so great. Starting off in this process, the facts uh, really seemed grim. The facts, the facts that we looked at on, on Friday just didn't seem to add up. And quite frankly, uh, he is risen indeed, does not completely add up. It defies all of the laws of this natural world. It defies all the things that we know or we think that we know, it defies uh, uh, the, 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 the common perception of the mind because death is final. So how does he yet live? And I am so very grateful that the tomb being empty defies all the laws of this world. I am so very grateful that the tomb being empty nullifies all the facts that we think we know. I am so very grateful that the tomb being empty it is bigger than what we can conceive. And this is why. Because if the tomb being empty can defy the facts that we thought we know, the tomb being empty can overcome the grimness of that, that particular uh, moment in time that the tomb being empty can show that Jesus is bigger than all of those things. Then what it tells me is that, that every time that I embark upon a thing that I think is too big, Jesus can be bigger. When, when every time I impart upon a thing that seems like it would overtake me, I know that the tomb didn't overtake my God. When every time that I enter into a place that seems like uh, it will be bigger, stronger, more massive than I can ever hold on to, that the scripture that says that in my weakness, his strength is made perfect, all of a sudden makes sense because it doesn't matter what I see. It doesn't matter what they say. It matters about the God that I serve. Amen. Many years ago, I was having a bad month, if you will. There was a lot of things going on. And I went to a good friend at the time. And I, I, I wanted to talk, but I didn't want to talk. You, you, have you ever been there? I, I wanted to spill my guts, but I, I really didn't want to say much. And so I, I, I go to this friend's house. I, I sit on the hood of my car. She stands a couple of feet on the sidewalk. And as you know, when I'm processing, I close my eyes and I talk. And I yelled and I screamed and I cried and I snotted. And when I opened my eyes, I looked at her 
and, and, and though she was compassionate, she had one of these numbers on. I'm thinking, I just spilled my heart out here. I need my friend. Why do you look like you're upset that I'm here? And her statement was this. Are you done? Yes, I think I'm done. Well, last week when I had my issue, though it wasn't as complex as yours, you wouldn't let me stay on those facts. You told me that God was bigger. And so now that you're done saying all that you're going to do, what I need you to understand is God is not. And as long as God is still moving, as long as God still lives, as long as God is still all the things that we know that he is, I don't care what they said. I don't care what it looks like. Honestly, I don't care how you feel right now. That one hurt. I don't even care how you feel right now. What I need you to understand is if you are where God called you to be, you are in the perfect place because God is still God. Amen. I left that meeting very upset, by the way. Upset at myself. Because in that moment, I let the facts dictate and tell me that my God wasn't big enough. I let the facts uh, 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 indicate and to, my, to me that Jesus was still on the cross and not Jesus had risen. I, I allowed the facts that surrounded me to, to, to put me in a place where I didn't see the promise. All I saw was the problem. But today I realize that Jesus wasn't in the tomb. That Jesus had arisen, but the tomb itself wasn't empty. It was full of his love for me. It was full of his grace towards me. It was full of the promises uh, that, that, that were escaping the, the, the stone walls that were just for me. Do you know that in the midst of all the things that we suffer because the tomb is empty, there are some things that we can be very certain about. We can be certain that Jesus is a promise-keeping God, so much so that he eliminated all speculation because the, the commentaries and the theologians say that in his life and in his death and in his resurrection, he completed over 300 prophecies, 300 promises. You can't do that by coincidence. And there is some intentionality about how he works. So if God has promised you a thing, no cross, no tomb, no trouble, no nothing can keep him from fulfilling that promise. Amen. We know that Jesus is not like all of those other lowercase gods that, that died and laid in a tomb and now they worship his image because he no longer lives for our Christ. He rose from the dead and he yet lives. So now I know that not only can he hear me when I pray, but he can come to my aid. Not only uh, does he want the best for me, but he shows me the best. Not, not, it is not a matter of losing the one that guides me like we thought on Friday for our, our guide is still very yet present. It's because he lives that I can face tomorrow. It is because he lives that all fear is gone. It's because he lives that I know, I know that I know that he holds my future and life is worth the living just because he lives. And so when the enemy comes to you and says that you can't, 
You need to tell him, you know, uh, uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all the Assis thought that they had won until the tomb was rolled open and then they had to look again. You, you can say that, that when, when the enemy comes against you like a flood and seeks to devour your flesh, you can say, hey, I know that you think you're big, but you must have forgotten who my God is. I suggest you look again. When, when they camp around you uh, in, in efforts to destroy you, you can be like the prophet and say, hey, I know you don't see it right now, but those that are with me are more than those that are with you. I suggest you look again. The tomb being empty is a, a hope and a, a, a faith that, 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 that drives us towards what God has placed in us to do. And so if we on Friday can say, I am not certain what today or tomorrow may look like, but I know that we need to move forward. We need to love on the widows. We need to love on the orphans. We need to fight for justice. We need to stand in the gap. We need to preach the love of Christ. We need to show others the example that he showed us. Then today, when we are certain that we are not without a God, now today, when we are certain that we are loved and that God is still here on today, when we know that God is not dead, but he yet lives and lives in us, I can tell you with all certainty that all of those things just got easier. Not because people won't come against you, but because you don't fight alone. Not because it won't, not because trouble won't come, but because when it comes, you know that you've already won. You see the tomb being empty. It's the very illustration of life that God promised us. People of God. In this life that we live, walking with the God that we serve, we can't lose. When this life comes to an end and the enemy says, ha ha, I finally got you. The reality is that it's not over because he yet lives. Do me a favor. Close your eyes. What I love about this moment is I asked you to close your eyes. And as I walk up and down the aisle, I actually hear some people praying. I I, I hear the hope in your hearts. I, I, I hear the expression of where you sit. Open your eyes for me. Now look at the person next to to you and say these words. Sometimes it may look bad. I'll say it like you mean it because you know that it's true. Sometimes it may look bad. Sometimes it feels like all hope is lost. But today, knowing that our Christ yet lives, I suggest you look again. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.